review. Book review. Hi, welcome back to Book Review. And today we will be discussing um, Between the World and Me by Todd C. Coates. Yes. Um, and this is a, we've been reading this book for a while now. Yeah, like uh, about a month. And we will be discussing the final the third chapter chap of the section book. of yes. the book. Yes. Um, and it is a, I think this is one that's very big chapter. Yeah, it's, it's, very, important. it's very important and significant um, to this book. I, I really like the chapter. Yeah. Well, and do you want to tell um, our listeners what the story or what the section was about? You know, I feel like just telling our readers what it was about would be a little a little boring. You know a what little, I mean? A little lame. Yeah, a little lame. But what if we did it fast? Bro, that'd be rad. That'd be pretty rad. That'd be dope. So what do you think of... 30-second summary, 30-second summary. Welcome back to 30-second summary. Heck yes. Heck yes. I am prepared to do my 30-second summary and defeat Abby once and for all. Yeah, not happening. Stop it. <laughs> okay, let's flip a coin to see who goes first. Yeah, you know, I think we should. Okay, I'm heads. It The coin fell on the ground. It landed on... Uh, heads. Okay, so, are you ready to time me, Sammy? Yes, I'm ready to time you. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. So, Coates meets Prince's mother, Dr. Jones, who he describes as an iron-fisted lady who integrated her high school and fought the racist white people there. She became a radiologist, and like his mother, Prince was really smart and went to a special school in Texas where he learned about science and math and, like, got college credit and all that. Um, Ms. Dr. Jones said that she wanted Prince to go to Harvard or another Ivy League school, but he didn't want to. Um, and then Dr. Jones also talks about, like, how she felt when hearing of Prince's death. You're done. That scared me. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I, I think I did pretty good. What do you think? Um, I think you did a negative zero out of ten. So. Oh, negative zero? That's not a real number. It's not. But okay, you know are you, is it? Are you ready for your turn? Yes, I am very ready. Okay, ready? Yes. Three, two, one, go. So Coates recalls a time when he um, thought about Prince and his wife, who was having a baby when he died. Um, and then he talks about Dr. Jones, which is Prince's mother. And uh, she's a very fierce woman, but she's also beautiful. And she kind of represents like a very strong, independent woman who um, is very, like, wonderful. And she served in the Navy. And then she talks about Prince's childhood and, like, how he developed in college and how he went to How Howard rather than Harvard or Prince or Yale. Yeah. Oh, Prince. that's the end. <laughs> you know, that was probably one of my best ones. Yeah, that was good. That was that was pretty good. Mine was better. <laughs> um, I win. We'll leave that up to um, our audience. Yes. I, I don't know where the penny went. I think it went in my bag. But on the topic of <laughs> pennies... They have very little value, but some people treasure them. Yeah, some made... people put very big meaning into their pennies. Like, yes. if you find a penny on the street, that's like good luck, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I feel like there's a very big difference between the worth rather than, like, the actual cost of right. it. Right. And I feel like the same can be said with quotes uh -huh. in books. Right. Like, it could be a very mundane sentence, yet it can mean a lot uh -huh. in um, retrospect. Right, so exactly. This that reminds being me. Said, that being said, this reminds me of our next segment. Motif analysis. Hi, welcome back to Motif analysis, the calmest of our segments. Um, today we'll be discussing the motif cycle. 
yes. and how the book, its writing, really digs into the cycles of, and patterns of um, African American history. Yeah, throughout the book, uh, quote, Coates <laughs> mentions um, the cycle of poverty and how, like, his parents grew up a certain way, and then he grew up a certain way, and then it's how it's tough to break out of the cycle. And whether it is breaking out of the cycle, or even staying in the cycle, right. like, it, and I feel like part of the cycle is not only the, how the people in the cycle um, are d- doing to change, but the perception of the outside world towards uh, what is go- going on in the cycle. And I found a quote on page 141 that um, talks about breaking out of the cycle. It says, These Howard students were not like me. They were the children of the Jackie Robinson elite, whose parents rose up out of the ghettos and the sharecropping fields, went out into the suburbs only to find that they carried the mark with them and did not escape. So it kind of, end quote, (laughs) this, it, it kind of talks about how their parents tried to break out of the cycle and they got close and they got they went to the suburbs and they like moved and they like kind of broke out of their their cycle but then they failed yeah because they carried the mark which is their skin color mm-hmm. and the prejudice that other people have towards them and they could not escape yeah i though i'm having a little bit of trouble seeing the breaking out part can you uh further explain that a little bit more um it says like whose parents rose out of the ghettos and the sharecropping fields and they went out to the suburbs so they they tried and they kind of they really put themselves out there to to have the have the best for their children but i think breaking out of the cycle is not only what you do but how other people respond to that and other people did not respond to that yeah so it is it is like self-breaking out of your, the cycle but the external factor is still it's, like it's like the, the first place. step where you realize you're in the cycle and, you, and then you try to break out but the other people just aren't ready yet yeah um and i i really i really agree with that because it's it shows that there's still like that prejudice no right. matter how we like no matter how hard these like people work or no matter how yeah. hard um they try there's still that like, it's like assumption that like a made. dark cloud following you wherever you go yeah. yeah um and then there's there's a final quote that yes. we chose and i i feel this one is um very mysterious in a yeah. way that's it's not kind of like a final thought of coats it's on the, the second, very last page. Second to last. It starts on the second to last page, and then it kind of ends the book. Yeah. So I'll, I'll read the quote. Um, I saw these ghettos driving back from Dr. Jones's home. They were the same ghettos I had seen in Chicago all those years ago. The same ghettos where my mother was raised, where my father was raised. Through the windshield, I saw the mark of these ghettos, the abundance of the beauty shops, churches, liquor stores, and crumbling housing. And I felt the old fear. Though the windshield I saw, the rain coming down in the sheets. I love that quote. That is yeah, me too. Um, it's, it's kind of sad. But he's, he's reflecting on on how he was, how his parents were raised and then kind of like his, his, his past childhood. I think it can be interpreted as sad, but in like other interpretations, it could be like hopeful because okay. though like... 
though he's explaining like how in the past no one's been able to break this cycle it still gives hope for his children his son um and like his family himself even and um though he grew up in the ghettos he's still yeah he's still like um sorry um we're being Okay. Being watched by people. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, he grew up in these ghettos, but he could still change it himself, yeah. and he can, with this book, he can change other people's perception right. of like it. Just by reading this book, me, like I think, like my eyes have been opened to a whole new perspective. Exactly. New world. And I, I really enjoyed it. Yes. Um, and you know, of overall, the, the cycle itself. Yeah. It's it can be changed like yeah. there's always hope mm-hmm. it just takes time and yeah. effort it just can't happen like a overnight like an yeah right. like dr jones put effort prince uh-huh. put effort Coates put effort right. everybody put effort into it it just takes multiple generations and like everyone has to be willing to to help and do their part yeah and that's it's very good yeah um i feel like you know this this analysis was very successful. Yes, it was. Um, except I felt like it was a little bit, like, planned. You know what I mean? scripted. We chose the quotes beforehand. We decided on a motif. What if we just, like, winged it? You know? We okay. picked one and then we... We, we just go for go it. Go for it. Okay. And I I think this brings us into our next segment, Abby. It does. Which um, is... Okay, I'll just trim it. <laughs> okay, we have to check. On the spot analysis. Hi, welcome back to On the Spot Analysis. Um, this is our next segment where we will choose a random quote from a random section. Actually, no, from our section. Yes. Uh, the third section from the book. Um, a random quote from that section. And then we will analyze it. Right. Uh, whether it is a mundane quote or a really detailed. Right. We will just choose it and we'll decide. Okay. So, Abby, will you please tell me when to stop? Stop. Okay, and then I'm going to move my finger up and down the page. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Here's our quote. Dr. Jones was asleep when the phone rang. It was 5 a.m., and on the phone, the detective telling her uh, she should drive to Washington. Now, that is a pretty mundane quote, Abby. It is, but, but I think we can pull some meaning out of it. So, uh, the first thing I noticed was uh, the phone ring at 5 a.m. Right. So... The that really shows an importance to the phone ringing, um, and yeah, like if I ever got a phone call at five a.m., I'd either be very angry and confused, right. or I'd be very concerned. And we know that, like from context, this is when she was she was about to find out that her son had passed away. Yeah, right. And she's retelling this to <laughs> bless Thank you. you. Okay, um, so. We got the narrative down. Yeah. And, okay, so the what's the deeper meaning? Um, I think the deeper meaning is that anything can happen. Yeah, it doesn't matter where, when, or who you are. Yeah. Anything can really happen. She was asleep when the phone rang. It was 5 a.m., a completely random hour of the day. And it said that later later in the, in the book, she drove with her daughter, and she was sure that he was still alive. Mm-hmm. So I guess when, when they called her, he was... He was seriously injured, but still alive. But then when she got there, he had already died. Yeah. And um, it also, in the quote, um, 
it was a detective on the other end. So it wasn't a doctor. It wasn't a doctor. It, it was a detective. So Which means that like, it's the even, police were involved. It's even more concerning. Right. Because, it, like, if you got a call from a doctor and, like, it could have been, like, an illness. I mean, if, if it was right. an illness, she would probably know about it. Uh-huh. But it could have just been, like, an accident. But if it was a detective, that's that means really it's, showing... It's more serious. It's Yeah, something happened. Something is wrong. Like, it's like, like yeah. And it's not only, like, something accidental that's, like, oh, that's, in, that's very, like, upsetting, but it wasn't anyone's fault. This uh-huh. is, like, someone killed him. Yeah. Like, and I... We, like, it's a police matter. Like, yeah. laws are involved. Yeah, and, like, um, you'd hope that he'd even get justice, but he doesn't get that. Yeah. Um... And how would how would you apply this to your personal life? Uh, to my personal life, um, so I had a very close death to my family when I was very young, um, and it was due to cancer. So um, with that death, like my mom really took a toll on it, and um, I rem- I still remember the night when like uh, we found out that that family member had died, and it was very sad because. Um, even though I was young, um, we could still, like, recall, uh, what happened and when it happened, and every single little detail, what time it was, uh, how it happened, and it, it was, we knew it was coming because it was cancer, it was, like, a, a disease, and it was still very early in the stages of, like, curing. Right. But it was still, like, such a shock to mm-hmm. hear that this family member had died. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um... And it's it's very disappointing to hear mm-hmm. uh, every single time someone dies. Yeah. But rather than, like, it being a shock, like it was in this, it, yeah. we expected it. Right. But it was still very sad. Yeah. Um, do you have any, anything? Um, I, just, I can think of a time where my mom said that she, whenever, like, me and my sister are at school or not with her, then she's always waiting, like, for something to happen, which seems yeah. kind of morbid, but she's, like, always... She makes sure that her phone is on hand, that she is accessible, so that if something were to happen, or, like, if the school nurse were to call, then she would be there, and she would be able to respond. And I think I'm kind of like that, too. Like, I'm always making sure that my phone is charged, so that if if anything were to happen, or if any emergency would happen, or if my my parents wanted to contact me, then I would, like, be available. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. And I feel like you can apply that to your own life. Like, in, in your future you would uh, always be caught, like, because you learned that from your mom, you'd be cautious of, like, um, other people and their futures. Um, And I feel like I can apply this to my life because um, since it happened so long ago, I have been applying it. I'm always Uh very cautious. Right. Um, I think about, like, how others would feel in my situation. And, um, like, if something sudden happened... Because this was very slow on overtime. If yeah. something sudden happened, um, I think I'd be a little bit prepared, more prepared because I read, I was able to, like, analyze. Yeah. And like, I would empathize. Yeah, you know, you would empathize with someone who went through this, and I feel like I'm really empathizing with this book. So, yeah, I feel like that's, yeah. that's what I have yeah. to say about that. And I think that I can always, well, not expect the unexpected, but just keep, I can keep in mind that anything can happen. And, like, keep my eyes open for everything. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. So, what's your final final thought about this book as we've 
read. Yeah. I think over time, I've really grown to like this book. I really yeah. love this book. At beginning, it went a little bit slow for me, mm-hmm. but I think the end really wrapped it up. Yeah. It, it turned like, out so really good. got really into it, and it, like, it opened my eyes to a whole new perspective and a whole new, like, a world of where other people live in and their struggles and... Yeah, and though we laugh and joke, I yeah. I still feel like this book really like hit home. Yeah. And it, though it wasn't even about like, um, it didn't even uh, completely apply with me. I could still take out some elements of it right. and apply it back to my life. Uh-huh. And overall, what I think I learned was, um, what I learned from this book was kind of, don't make judges. Don't, don't, don't judge, judge people, people. Right. <laughs> don't judge people for um their just what they look like yeah um get to know them like don't judge a book by its cover yeah and even though that's like such a broad thought yeah. and like it's so such a vague yeah. thing to say i feel like you can apply it to anything and everyone has a part yeah and everyone has a part to play in the journey to equality and a world without prejudice yeah so I think yeah. that's, that's beautiful. Um, this thank will be you. our final book review unless yes. we decide that we want to do it again. Yeah, so, so thank you for tuning in to book, book review. review. Book review. <laughs> <laughs>